The noun climate change is usually defined as a long-term change in the Earth's climate, especially a change due to an increase in the average atmospheric temperature. Climate change. It's the tulips coming early, before the spring, and then dying because of the cold weather occurring the next week. Climate change. I would define climate change in any, anything that is, that is changing uh, related to the climate uh, out of the norm over a long period of time. So not from one month to the next or year to year necessarily, but when we have something that's changing on the whole, on a longer term trend over a hundred or a couple hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. Climate change is occurring right outside my window. It's not natural. Climate change is affecting us. You may not notice it at first, but it's happening right before our eyes. Climate change means different things to different people. The definition taking forms in all aspects of life. The fact of the matter being, climate change manifests itself in different ways, intertwining itself into the lives of people around the globe. Affecting each individual in a different way. The one thing it all has in common? The fact that something needs to happen. It's irreversible and it's real. And while you may not be affected by these conditions right now, it needs to become apparent not only in the eyes of today's youth, but engraved in the brains of those who choose to call Mother Earth their home. Molly and Julianne here, and much like most of the globe, we choose to call Mother Earth our home. To love, protect, and nourish her, the very thing she does for us, to return what great debt we owe her. Avoiding the stereotypical turn off the lights, recycle, bike, and bus, the Save the Planet spiel can be saved for another time. To relate to climate change, you must first understand what it is, in the hopes that you will be able to make a definition of your own. To give a hand up in the hopes of drawing your attention to the reality that we are all facing. It's Tuesday, March 26th. You turn on the television and brew yourself a pot of coffee. You turn to your Alexa and ask what the weather forecast is today. It's 45 degrees. Tonight, expect a low of 25 degrees. A couple days later, you check the weather before work. It's 75 degrees. Tonight, expect a low of 65 degrees. How can we walk around every day, living our lives, calling this normal? Nothing about this is normal. Seasons come and go, but during winter, it's supposed to be cold, not 70 degrees. And just because the seasons change, a frigid cold morning, we can't deny the fact that 16 out of the 17 past years have been warmest on record, that ice pieces the size of Manhattan are falling off glaciers and into the ocean, the Big Apple running at its core. Enormous amounts of flooding and water levels rising. That ocean acidification is killing our precious crows, an underwater world destined for despair. Climate change is broad and daunting. Climate change is brimming and big. Climate change is scary. It's palpable and it's physical. And while all this may seem to live on a scale too big for a measly set of hands and feet, there are lots of things that you can do. Climate change is a big issue, and if we don't start doing our part to help, it will get much worse. Crispy bacon frying in the pan, mouth-watering steak, hot dogs and hamburgers, fried chicken and french fries, savory, sugar-coated, delectable, heavenly. 
But did you ever stop to think that what you eat can be hurting our planet? That a simple diet change might just be what it takes to save our Earth? And did you ever stop to wonder about the way animals are being treated? This past month, we got to interview Chris Link, who works at our local Appalachian Highlands Conservatory Center. Chris manages the operations on the community farm, working to grow the infrastructure and the beginning farming incubator program. Originally from the eastern shore of Maryland, he holds a degree in planning and landscape architecture from Clemson University. Previously, Chris farmed on a year-round CSA community land trust farm in New England and a small biointensive farm in Bostock, NC. I'm a landscape architect by trade. So when I was living in Arizona, uh, just due to a, my partner's job, we moved out there to Phoenix, to downtown Phoenix. It's, it's very hot. It's very hot there. It's very dry and water is an issue. But aside from that, I was driving down to Yuma, Arizona, and I started passing by these cattle, or possibly dairy cows, under glorified carports maybe, but these coverings that kept shade on them, and they were in little stalls, and there were fans blowing on them to keep them cool. I saw this from the road, uh, and there was maybe alfalfa or something being grown all around them, and, and that being fed to them. Um, and so that was so shocking to me, well, not only that you're growing a lot of things in the desert where there isn't much water, uh, but it was shocking to see the conditions that the uh, livestock were in. Um, and so that was so shocking that I, I, uh, I stopped eating, uh, whatever you call it, mass-produced meat for uh, quite a while. And um, yeah, it was so shock. it was very shocking to me. Veganism is a pretty debatable topic. You have a side that's all for it, go green, and then you have another side that is the opposite. Maybe they don't know or understand the benefits, or, or maybe they just don't want to go through all the trouble of changing their diet. That's totally understandable. The David Suzuki Foundation tells us that before eating, there are a few questions you should ask yourself. How long on the food chain is this? How much energy goes into producing it? Is it organically grown? How far did it travel to get to your table? Knowing where your food comes from and how it is grown is something that everyone should make themselves aware of, that livestock production accounts for 70% of all agricultural land use, occupies 30% of the planet's land surface, and is responsible for 18% of greenhouse gases such as methane and nitrous oxide. And that's not just it. Think about the distance in which your food must travel to arrive on your dinner plate. The average meal travels 1,200 kilometers, only further adding to the greenhouse gases. And how do you feed these animals? A meat-rich diet can produce as much as double the amount of CO2 emissions as a vegetarian-based diet. Chemical synthetic nitrogen fertilizers and soil produce nitrous oxide, a greenhouse gas about 300 times more powerful than carbon dioxide at trapping heat in the atmosphere. Organic farms rely on manure and compost for fertilizer. They store much more carbon in the soil, keeping it out of the atmosphere. Climate change is a really big issue. It's one that's growing fast. Even Barack Obama has talked about it. In 2015, he made a speech about it. 2014 was the planet's warmest year on record. Now, one year doesn't make a trend. But this does. 14 of the 15 warmest years on record have all fallen in the first 15 years of this century. 
I've heard some folks try to dodge the evidence by saying they're not scientists, that we don't have enough information to act. Well, I'm not a scientist either. But you know what? I know a lot of really good scientists at NASA and at NOAA and at our major universities. And the best scientists in the world are all telling us that our activities are changing the climate. And if we don't act forcefully, we'll continue to see rising oceans, longer, hotter heat waves, dangerous droughts and floods, and massive disruptions that can trigger greater migration and conflict and hunger around the globe. The Pentagon says that climate change poses immediate risks to our national security. We should act like it. And that's why That's why over the past six years, we've done more than ever to, to combat climate change from the way we produce energy to the way we use it. That's why we've set aside more public lands and waters than any administration in history. And that's why I will not let this Congress endanger the health of our children by turning back the clock on our efforts. I am determined to make sure that American leadership drives international action. Whether it be money and greed, the apathetic carelessness of the human mind, recklessness and laziness, fear of change and fear of altering the norm. When you choose to ignore the facts, you are making the choice to ignore the well-being of our Earth. Lives of many can stand up but choose not to. Instead, they rely on those around them to solve global problems. Everyone has a voice. Even if you don't have a physical voice, you can still stand up to clean humanity's mess. You can stand up together to help those who are most affected by climate change. We can stand for our humanity, our right to survive. We can and will prevail because we are strong. We can be stronger if we band up and find a well-needed solution. Whether climate change is the culprit or not, it doesn't matter. If we as a whole stand by and watch parts of our beloved Earth vanish, we are no better than the cause of chaos. But if we collaborate with each other and exchange small doable changes to our daily lives, then we, we have, have a fighting chance, chance to, to save, save our, our home. home. Then we have a reason, reason to deserve our home. A call to action a way to invite people into our idea, a way to show people what our cause is about, to educate, inspire, and advocate for an important cause. Using color lines and design, we hope to portray a message that means different things to different people, interpretation to the individual. Climate change might be irreversible, but as of right now, it's not unstoppable. If we can all get together, start this, fix this, we can have a chance, but if we don't do anything, then it's just going to get worse, and worse, and worse. And eventually, we might not have a planet to call our home. Not only are we doing this podcast, but we've also done a mural. It represents one thing, a problem, a growing one that needs to be solved. And if we don't solve it soon, then we're in trouble. Because we only have one planet. There is no planet B.
Big thank you to Sun Tzu Taekwondo in Asheville, North Carolina. Without you, this podcast would not have been possible. Thank you for providing a space for us to record in. Thank you for everything you did for us. All music brought to you by Majestic Casual.